You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. San Diego, sun's coming up behind me in our Odyssey studios. It's probably already uh, been up for a little while out in Arizona where Woods and Polly are at Padres Fantasy Camp. Uh, thanks again to Riley Westman, the Padres Director of Player Development. Just gave us a little uh, behind-the-curtain peek at the Padres organization. I, As someone who has never traveled much for work other than you know, covering something here or there, and, and it's not that often, I can't even imagine the travel schedule that those guys when they have to deal with the minor leagues, have to go through. I can't either. I really can't. I, I think about my wife and the phone call I, I had last night. Bo had just run into the wall. Uh, he had a contusion on his face. Taylor was, like, emptying drawers, and Hannah had broken out in some sort of rash. And I'm like, imagine doing this 300 days a year. I mean, it would just be the the sacrifices are, are phenomenal, Ben, just phenomenal. Well, look who's uh, sitting with you right now because, uh, you know, it was about 15 years ago in a media stunt, I tried out for his surf dogs team. I did not make it that day. I'm not holding a grudge. That's hard not I, to make that team. I did not deserve to make that team. No, it was yeah, it was hard, but I was pretty awful. Uh, Terry Kennedy sitting down with us here on 97.3 The Fan. TK, it's good to see you, and uh, you're looking well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys are talking about that travel. That's why I retired. You know, I'd get a million Marriott points a year and 100,000 airline miles, and that's the only good thing that came out of it. <laughs> well, I'm sure you got some stories. Uh, <laughs> after a while, the travel. After a while, the travel just not worth it. It wears you out, doesn't yeah. it? Well, you see, you know, you see boat. <clears throat> you see boats back at it uh, for the Texas Rangers, and he's gonna he's gonna do it all again. He's yeah. gonna do it all again. Those are t- charters, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little different. Uh, I mean, you know, people in the airports are so mean and so, they are. so miserable now. It's What's not... so hard to travel these days? It's not like it yeah. used to be. Yeah, it's brutal. It's not <clears> like <throat> it used to be. Well, man, you had a you had a great career. It's fun seeing you out here. What have been your impressions so far of uh, of camp? You know, I always enjoy this. I meet the most interesting people. You know, they do different things in life. I, I'm exposed to different people's. Uh, you know, jobs and stuff. I learn about them, and the guys are always so upbeat, uh, even even though they're in pain uh, after the first day. Um, you know, they, it's just great. I get excited. You saw me in the game yesterday. Yeah, I, I was pumped up about my guys. And, and well, your uh, boys. I don't know what happened, but every ball they hit was in the gap. You guys yeah. were barreling balls. Uh, yeah. We got our ass. We lost to Terry Kennedy's team ah. yesterday. We did. That's good defense too. Yeah, and my guys- man is sick. Who? 
Ming Tom. Oh, yeah. He's, he's out. He, oh, he's out. He's sick. Oh, shoot. I wish he and was we, that kind of And, you know, we all ate at the same restaurant last night. I'm not looking forward <laughs> to the next two hours. I don't know what's Where'd going on. Where'd you guys on. go? <laughs> don't had, say it. Don't <laughs> say it. Don't say it. No, we had some Korean barbecue. It was very good. And uh, uh, Tom, uh, I mean, the Harry Nam um, ordered for all of us. Of course, he's, yeah, he's the expert on that, and it was awesome, really good. That's amazing. <clears throat> Talking to uh, Terry Kennedy out of Padres Fantasy Camp. Woodsy just mentioned Boach. Now he was your backup back in the uh, in the mid '80s on the San Diego Padres. Did you uh, did you know that that guy would someday become a, a likely Hall of Fame manager? I did not. I mean, I knew he was an intelligent guy and everything, and and smart and perceptive about the game, but I didn't realize that. Uh, you know that's what he wanted to do, and and uh, you know, after I, I just followed him after that, and uh, he's great, man. The players, and I talked to players that have had him, and coaches that have worked with him, and there's nothing but good. You uh, you had a long career in the big leagues. Fourteen years is a is a is a long career, man. Something to be very proud of. Um, how has the game? What are like obviously you know players are bigger, stronger, faster. They throw harder. Um, how has the game changed in your eyes when you view it? You know the way you used to. Are you are you do you lament the way that it uh, used to be played, or do you do you look at it now and go, man, this is this is some really exciting stuff? Well, theory has changed. I mean, speed was a much bigger part of the game with all the astroturf. Um, but to say that. These guys are stronger, maybe overall. I mean, like the infielders are stronger than the infielders. But sure, you know, Steve Carlton and Dave Kingman, uh, Dave Parker—they're pretty strong. Big boys. And uh, <laughs> Dave Parker used to smoke cigarettes in the dugout, though. Come on, I mean that would never happen in 2023. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can't. Yeah, my temple. I can't ruin my temple. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I think there was more looking out than looking inward when I played. Uh, but you know. Some theory has changed, and you know, after I became a major league scout with the Cubs in the last eight years, and and I started to understand and appreciate some of the uh, numbers involved in how you can rate a player because it really helped me. I don't like all of them. I sure, think, I think you get too much, and you know, the players got to be careful of what they take in. They got to filter it, or or they're just going to get overwhelmed by all the stuff. But That's I, a, it's a good point, and we talk about it all the time. We're talking to Terry Kennedy here on Ben and Woods this morning. You know, you'll you'll have the 100% old school, I don't like this new fangled <laughs> baseball, I go with my gut. And then you have the, there's a new generation, seemingly, some fans that are like, well, you know, statistically in all the numbers, the combo, the, the teams that are able to combine both, you know, the, the Astros, teams like that, you look at and they go, man, those guys are analytics heavy. And they, Dusty Baker, though. He's a gut. He's a gut guy. So you know, you combine them and, and look what you got. You got a world champion. You can't throw out the human element, and you can't throw out the other one either. Right. Uh, but the ones that are most successful, you're right. They meld it. I think the Padres are there, um, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, what's really great is one of the most impressive things the Cubs did, and, and other clubs are doing. These pitch labs they have. They have cameras that have 3,500 frames a second. Yeah. And, you know, they can tweak a guy's breaking ball. You know, they look at the spin rate. And they look at his arm angle because it's so slow. They can see where his hand is. They say, okay, if you do this, this, and this, now throw it. And all of a sudden their spin rate's better, the break is better. And that's fascinating. That's awesome. It you is. Know? It's cool. I wish, you know, I wish you could do that. I think hitting is harder to I – th- I still think hitting is the hardest thing to do. So I think that's harder to, to fix a guy like that because that twitch – 
is personal. Some guys have more than others. Yeah. Hand-eye is personal. You can improve that a little bit. But, um, I mean, uh, but they're working on it. And, you know, guys, uh, you know, the, I like the way they take apart hitters. Hey, look, you're, you're uh, swinging at the first pitch. You're hitting 190. Yeah. You know, you gotta you got to have a little more patience. You know, they, they got the numbers to, to back up. They know what what a guy hits on 1-1, one, one, what a guy hits on 2-1 one and 1-2. And one and so, you know, they, they can help a hitter that way where a hitter may not even go there in his mind. I wanted to ask you, too, about the, the catching position because it is uh, it's such a fascinating position. And if, if you've ever caught, and you certainly have, the game at the big league level has got to be almost overwhelming for a young catcher. I mean, it's got to be – there's just so much to think about. Um, you know, you you got to hold a guy close. you got to make sure you're calling the game the right way. And you got to contribute offensively, and especially these days – I mean, you, you really do. I mean, it's very few defense-first catchers uh, these days. How hard is it for the layman to understand how fast that game is when you're behind the dish? Yeah, and you know what? People always wanted to get their seats, you know, right in the first two rows. Yeah. The game's too fast for the fans down there. Yeah. <laughs> you you might, want, want, might want to back up one section so you can see the game a little slower. But, uh, you know, it was, I, I really like calling the games. I think that was probably my strongest point. Um and, you know, you had to know the other players, and then you got to know more, and you got to know your pitcher against that player. But that's another part of the analytics is that, you know, they have these heat maps of strike zones and the heat maps of that pitcher against the hitter, and that helps a lot. At least you can you can separate a lot of the stuff before the game starts. Um, I don't know how much they call anymore. Uh, I think sometimes they, they get uh, – uh, they get the game called for them. I, that would disappoint me if I was catching. But um, now with if the automatic strike zone comes to MLB, which I think it will eventually, the irony of this thing that has taken place in the last 10 years about just framing and getting strikes, that's not going to matter. they got to go back to blocking balls Block. and throwing people out. <laughs> that's exactly right. Which they don't care about. That's exactly right. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how that works. Talking with former Padre Terry Kennedy with us here on 97.3 The Fan. And uh, next year, TK will be the 40-year anniversary of the 1984 National League pennant for the Padres. One of my thrills being at Game 5 of the NLCS against the Cubs down there in Mission Valley. I mean, what what are some of your defining memories of that season? A young Tony Gwynn, Garvin Nettles on the corners, Tempe and Wiggins. I mean, what what do you think about when you go back to that season, Padres? Well, first of all, the thing that just jumped in my mind, one of the campers here, he goes, hey, you high-fived me. I said, what? He says, you you high-fived me after the last pitch of the, 80, of the NLCS. I ran on the field from the, from the third base side. I said, you high-fived me. I said, you're lucky I didn't punch your lights out. <laughs> I don't know that I would admit so, that. I, I mean, how, how cool is that? That the guy's here, and you know, I didn't remember it, but that's that's cool anyway. But you know, that last moment, Jody Davis hit that ground ball to Nettles. He threw the ball to to, to uh, Wiggy at second, and I ran into Goose's arms, and Goose squeezed the hell out of me. Man, it hurt. <laughs> and then we just, you know, it was just we thought we were dead after Chicago and those two games. You know, I told my wife, I said, "Hey, where you where you want to go Tuesday?" <laughs> Uh, and uh, I said, these guys, these guys are really good. And then we knew he'd win the third game. And the fourth game, of course, was, was decisive, and Garve had that great game. And, uh, and then we go down three to nothing on Sunday. 
And I thought, well, our magic has run out. And then Tony hit that ball. I said, no, it hasn't. <laughs> We're still alive. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And then, you know, a Goose is blowing in, in the eighth and ninth. And I can remember, I won't name the player, but he came up in the first hitter in the eighth inning. And he turned to me and says, good luck in the series. Whoa. Wow. wow. They knew it. Wow. The 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 pottery way was too strong. And, and Goose Gossage throwing <clears throat> 99 or whatever he yeah, was throwing was back great. there. And, you know, uh, I played with Tempe in St. Louis, so I was really happy that he came over. And, and uh, Nettles taught me a lot about infield play and the little secrets that he, you know, that he knew with his experience. And, and, uh, and uh, Wiggy, Wiggy was more than acceptable at second. I didn't think that was going to work. And. But man, what a what a year he had! And of course, Tony broke out and became became Tony Gwynn. Yeah, and uh, Mac uh, McReynolds uh, broke out. Carmelo was great. You know, we had we had a nice balance. Not overwhelming power, but it was a good balance because they were they, a lot of good hitters in the lineup. <clears throat> That's awesome, man! Well, great, great stories, TK. I know you guys got meetings in there. We really appreciate you stopping by. Been fun getting to know you and, and playing against you yesterday and. Look forward to a rematch. Don't know if we'll get there, but uh, I know kind of where we need to position our outfielders now, uh, and that's in the gaps. So <laughs> There's going to be a lot less cover- coverage today by the outfielders. <laughs> you are not kidding, man. I don't think those hammies are going <laughs> to have much range. We appreciate you, buddy. All right, Thanks, TK. See that was awesome. Terry Kennedy right. on our Premier Thanks, Chevrolet buddy. of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet find new roads. You want to talk about one of the differences between then and now? Uh, Terry Kennedy talking about someone running on the field and giving them a high five. You know, nowadays, one person gets on the field, there's seven security guards who immediately tackle them. Back when I was growing up, and and if you're a younger baseball fan, you don't remember this, Woods, you do. There was like a woman, Morgana the Kissing Bandit, who would run out of the field and kiss players. And they let her do this. Over and over and over again. I mean, can I mean, you she got like she got today. She got Garv. I know she got Garv. <laughs> uh, she got Nolan Ryan, which was like it was wild that he was you know not not into it obviously, but but uh, you know kind of allowed it to, to to happen. But yeah, that happened all the time. Morgana, uh, she was if you don't know who she was very uh, she was endowed to say the least. <laughs> You see videos of uh, Hank Aaron's record home run and people oh, running dude. around the bases with him. I mean, yeah, Carlton Fisk, you know, uh, yep. the home run he hit, and and he's bowling people over and, and all that. Yeah, I mean, that's you can't do that these no. days. <laughs> and nor should you. Nor should you. And I don't know if I was that guy in there if I would have admitted, hey, I jumped on the field in 84. But, uh, yeah, rushing the field is not something I advise. Uh, at all, but TK's awesome, man. Just to, all these guys, so high energy. They got great stories. So, all right, we'll come back. Uh, we got don't do this. Uh, more guests coming up from Padres uh, fantasy camp in Peoria, Arizona. I hate hypocrisy. One of the things I hate. I at least be consistent if you're going to be uh, if you're going to make things like that. So that's where I'm going on DDT today. Well, I'm going to bring back. Uh, he's definitely one of the founding fathers of don't do this, and uh, you know who he is. And Dude. now. We have seen more of uh, Antonio Brown than, than I ever wanted to see, ever. And I, I've seen it with my own eyes, and <laughs> I, I'll never be the same. So we'll talk about that next. All right, don't forget, you can listen to all your favorite team station shows and even podcasts all on the Odyssey app. Download it now. We'll be right back after a check of traffic with Kelly here on 97.3 The Fan. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot, you moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Our thanks again to Terry Kennedy joining us out at Padres Fantasy Camp. One thing I didn't ask him, and if you get a chance this week, I believe Ricky Henderson played for him on the Surf Dogs for a yeah. little bit. I'm curious as to what the uh, the latter stage career Ricky Henderson was like behind the scenes playing for the San Diego Surf Dogs. I mean, it was amazing. He had a Hall of Famer who yeah. loved baseball so much that he played for what was kind of, let's be honest, a two-bit, independent small-time baseball team in San Diego just to keep his career going at that point. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, just to play the game, Benny. Just to play the game. Where do you want to start? Do you want to go first? Uh, All right, I'll go first here. Um, As I said, I I hate hypocrisy, and it was on display last night in the NHL. The Philadelphia Flyers had their LGBTQ plus pride night, and in honor of that, uh, the team had special warm-up jerseys that they were wearing, and they wrapped their their sticks in rainbow tape, all which were going to be auctioned off by Flyers Charities with uh, proceeds going toward uh, growing the game in diverse communities. Now, there was one player uh, on the Flyers, uh, his name Ivan Provorov, who refused to wear the Pride Night warm-up jerseys. He said his Russian Orthodox religious beliefs wouldn't allow him to support the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. Uh, you know what? I am I'm going to leave that alone and and let him make that decision for himself. My don't do this actually goes to the coach Torts, uh, John Tortorella, the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, who was asked about it and said, "Well, did you did you think about benching Provorov because he wouldn't you know support the rest of the team and the, the sure. event and, and doing that?" And he said, "No, I absolutely not. I, he's being true to himself, but." Tortorella, it was brought up back in 2016 when the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was going, uh, was very adamant about the fact that anyone who wanted to protest the national anthem and take a knee 
would not be playing for him, would be benched wow. if they did that. So I did not know that. I think I think a little consistency here is important. Hey, it's okay for you to protest what you don't feel is right because of your religion, but hey, if you disagree with me and protest something that I disagree with, then you're, you're benched yeah. on my team. Wow. And to me, that's that's hypocrisy, and that's what needs to be called out on don't do this and on a wider level this morning. Yeah, I think that's that's at its very finest uh, hypocrisy right there, Benny. Yeah, if you uh, follow Antonio Brown on Snapchat, you were in for a surprise yesterday. Uh, sprinkled amongst snaps of his children <clears throat> was a, uh, a photo of his his um, the mother of his children, four children, uh, and she was performing something. Uh, on on him like a like a stage play like a skit no no <laughs> no it was uh yeah it was like you know to to not be crass a but like different kind of performance like playing an instrument if ah. you will yeah like a like woodwinds <laughs> right yeah I guess that's but like like a recorder like than, or yeah like bigger though than a regular size woodwind and there there was a picture of it and man it sucks because that's it, that's illegal number one uh it's not only tasteless but it's illegal and she had to go to her instagram and say i'm very aware of what's being posted on snap i'm not in control of his actions i've asked multiple times to have this part of our relationship to remain private but he refuses i've reported his page in all pictures unfortunately snapchat is allowing him to repost I'm very sorry for any of your kids that follow him and used to look at him as a role model. I do not condone these actions. As you are aware, I have kids that are involved as well. Andy, we're on the air over here, buddy. Uh, hey, Andy. Andy Ashby, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> Antonio Brown's uh, his account was suspended, but, hey, Benny, it was one of those things where it was suspended only after people, like, revolt you know like revolted against it like it, it wasn't an immediate like oh yeah that's probably not something that should be out over our platform once people went up in arms about it that's when they finally uh suspended his account so they share four children um she obviously you know sought full custody back in the day uh also asking him to seek mental health treatment can't think of anybody honestly that could, could use mental health treatment more than a b but uh yeah pretty unfortunate story yesterday all right, I'll uh, I'll give it. Don't do this. You know, it could be viewed the other way, but I'm going to view it positively. Uh, a breakthrough signature win for a kid from California. His name's Mackenzie McDonald, 27 years old. He's the 65th ranked tennis player in the world. If you hadn't heard of him, don't worry about it. I hadn't really either. Kind of toiling in obscurity, uh, you know, on the pro circuit for a few years. But yesterday, the defining moment of a career, second round of the Australian Open, and he dominated Rafael Nadal, the number one seed, 6'4", 6'4", 7'5". Now, Nadal obviously isn't 100%. His hip hip wasn't feeling great. You could tell that he wasn't completely healthy, but can't take anything away from this uh, California kid who comes after winning in his first round against uh, fellow American Brandon Nakashima, uh, goes and, and beats Rafael Nadal on the biggest stage. And uh, the reason why that's also significant, obviously Nadal is the all-time Grand Slam leader with 22, but his exit now clears the stage a bit for Novak Djokovic, who has 21 career Grand Slams. If he wins the Australian Open, he'll move into a tie again with Rafael Nadal uh, for the most Grand Slam titles of all time. And it seems 
pretty inevitable that at some point uh, Novak's going to end up passing Nadal and taking that crown as, uh, you know, Roger Federer retired at the end of last season and Rafael Nadal dealing with uh, kind of these nagging injuries and nearing the end of his career, but feels like Djokovic still has a couple of years to go. So uh, that's kind of the bigger picture, but congratulations to Mackenzie McDonald for the win of a lifetime on the tennis courts uh, yesterday in Melbourne. I want to commend you on your growth. I, I absolutely thought that you would do uh, Anthony Lynn uh, talking, taking a shot at the Chargers on do do this, Ben. I, I, I feel like you've grown. Well, thank you. I mean, I, w- I was going to save that for maybe its whole segment later if we had <laughs> a, a chance segment. on that. But fine. Yeah, know. no, we can absolutely do that. We can absolutely do that later. That yeah, he certainly uh, he let the Chargers have it in a backhanded way in the L.A. Times well, and Sam Farmer's pe- uh, he, column. It was very petty, and I loved it. Oh, What's up, Hoffy? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Jesus. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman, Hall of Famer. And that is don't and do do this for a Wednesday. <laughs> that was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, sounds like you got a lot of fun guys crawling around the buildings. We'll see who else uh, will stop by at the table there at the Peoria Sports Complex. Uh, We'll keep rolling on on a Wednesday. It's Ben and Woods. Don't go anywhere on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, this hour 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast, even if your symptoms feel mild. Ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. Uh, it's, uh, you can call it whatever you want, falling on the sword, uh, throwing under the bus season for coaches, NFL 
college all over the place. Uh, it's even kind of spreading to other sports as well. We'll get into some of that. More guests from Fantasy Camp on the way. Now, let me be clear from the start. It's never always the coach's fault. Uh, the coach is usually the one who takes the blame, whether it's a head coach or an assistant, but it's rarely that si- simple. When an organization had a bad season, the problems generally go deeper. But you can't fire everybody. You can't get rid of players who are on long-term contracts without you know, some severe difficulties. So it's always the easiest, most visible sign that an organization can say to its fans, hey, we realize we had a bad year and we're doing something by firing a coach, whether it's a head coach or an assistant. We talked about it yesterday, Woods, with the L.A. Chargers. And I said, I don't think firing Brandon Staley is necessarily the answer. Well, they didn't. Uh, They ended up firing their offensive coordinator, though, Joe Lombardi, their quarterback's coach, Shane Day. Does that fix everything that's wrong with the Chargers? Absolutely not. That's not how it works. It's not that simple. Uh, We saw it yesterday with the Aztecs, and uh, they fired their wide receivers coach, uh, Jeff Horton, uh, who was their uh, offensive coordinator and associate head coach, retired. And Ryan Lindley was promoted to become the new offensive coordinator. I'm excited for Ryan Lindley, but does that does that immediately solve all the offensive woes that San Diego State has kind of been going through ever ever since Brady Hoke got here the first time? And, you know, even through the rocky long years, offense has always been a challenge. This is not yep. going to solve everything for San Diego State with one fell swoop. It just doesn't work like that. No, I mean, you know, in football, I feel like if you bring in a new offensive coordinator, that's certainly something, right? And and at any level, uh, a guy that, and we, you see it all the time in 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 football, where you know this guy is the next big thing, the Sean McVay that bursts on the scene, you know the the Brandon Staley, uh, you know all these guys that have. Um, different ideas of, of how they can best utilize the talent on the on the field. And I feel like it's different in college, but uh, certainly in the pros, you see a team get excited about a new offensive coordinator because there's going to be a new vision for the offense, and so we're going to do things differently than the last guy. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show about, you know, the, the Padres getting a, a new non-hitting coach, hitting coach, uh, to, to pair with, with uh, Ryan Flaherty, and that's Scott Coolball. You know, how, how Padres' woes uh, hitting-wise last year fell on uh, Michael Berdar? I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I know that we have good hitters that sometimes didn't hit well. And I know that we had um, guys that, that hit better than, than we'd ever seen them hit before. Uh, so I, it's, it's hard to really, really put that on. I think every sport's different, certainly. Um, you know, you think about the NBA. You get a new head coach, well, that's something. That's something. It's a different voice in the room. Somebody that commands respect. I think baseball managers are the same thing. We've we've heard, you know, the the Andy Green and, and Jace Tingler. You know, they certainly didn't have as much pull as Bob Melvin does on day one. So I think every situation is different. I do feel like sometimes they are scapegoats, but I also feel like sometimes a new voice, a new a new change is absolutely necessary. But but ultimately, and we talked about this earlier, there are organizations that do things the right way, that are committed to winning. And there are organizations who want to look like they're trying yeah, to win, but ultimately they're running a business, they're trying to make money, You know, their decisions are based on the bottom line. And, hey, yeah, winning's good for the bottom line. There's no doubt about it that every organization wants to win. But 
some are afraid to to kind of push all in and do what it takes to do so. And, and you know, I talked about it earlier. The Padres were that organization for many, many years, uh, you know, decades even. And now with Peter Seidler, they're not. They're a different sort of organization right now. The L.A. Chargers are also an organization that, you know, like the Padres used to be, that, yeah, they're, you know, they've had some good seasons. They pay some players. But ultimately, you can tell that they're not one that is committed to winning. And the, and the quote that you, you alluded to earlier there in Don't Do This, uh, from Anthony Lynn, the former head coach who's now the running backs coach for the San Francisco 49ers, was talking to Sam Ta- Farmer in the L.A. Times. And he said, this organization, meaning the 49ers, will do whatever it takes to win. Resources out the, Sam wrote ears, but my guess is since it was in parentheses, Anthony Lynn chose a different word. He said, that was, that was different for me compared to what I was going through in L.A. So it's just like, man, this is what it's supposed to be like. I forgot how it felt. Very backhanded, but a comparison from the San Francisco 49ers, the way they do things from the top on down compared to a, a team like the Chargers and how they do things. Now, you know the Chargers spend money on players just like every NFL team does. There's a salary cap. You, there's a minimum. There's a maximum. They're not going to let, I would assume, you know, Justin Herbert get away. They've paid plenty of players over the years to, to pay for their team. But when you kind of peel back after that, what else can you do? You were talking about it behind the scenes. You can tell at the Peoria Sports Complex right now from guys like Riley Westman and the minor leaguers who are working that, you know, behind the scenes, the things that don't show up in the opening day 40-man roster, 26-man roster, the payroll – there's a winning culture that's being created. Are they doing yep. that with the Los Angeles Chargers? Anthony Lynn, who was their head coach, implied very strongly that the answer is no for a team like that. And that's that's a problem if you're a if you're an LA Chargers fan. Yeah, it is. And and I think um you know, you you certainly are, are a lot more schooled on, on the Chargers and their history than I am, uh, by a long stretch, Ben, but you know, you'd know better than me. That that was the same way when they were here as well. Am I am I to understand Absolutely. that correctly? Absolutely, that, that, nothing's that's, changed. That's how it's that's kind of how it's always been. And you know, you the owner's not going to fire himself, so it's it's um, that's the way he does business. And that's unfortunately, I think if you're a Charger fan, that's how it's going to be for a while. And and you know, I, it just it, it 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 when you hear it from Anthony Lynn, sure, that's a firsthand perspective. It's also the perspective of a guy that was let go. But, I mean, if he's being honest, then and, and I think everybody can read between the lines and think to themselves, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. You see how, how the Niners operate and, and they do things. And, and uh, you know, they're one of those organizations, like you mentioned earlier, they may not always win it, right? They, they're not winning the Super Bowl every single year, uh, but they're certainly putting all their resources into doing that. You know, the Cowboys are an interesting kind of case study here because there's no doubt that the Cowboys spend and you you know that Jerry Jones wants oh, to top win. Top of the line, man. Now, top of the line facilities, everything. Now, sometimes I think he gets in his own way a little bit when it comes to getting to that final step, but there's there's they're clearly, yeah, like a top of the line NFL organization and franchise. It doesn't guarantee winning, but it certainly puts them in the conversation every year you kind of have to get to that like that base level of commitment and then you know then you have to have things go right you need luck you need the right coaches you need the right players in the right positions who stay healthy you know then all those things come together 
And you can talk about a championship. And the Cowboys over the years have always just had one or two things that weren't quite quite right for, for the organization to get over that hump and be one of the best teams and get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. And that's why they've they've waited so long. Now, here in San Diego, we're at that stage, I think, where now the Padres are at a level that if things go right, they absolutely could win a World Series. It yeah. doesn't have to be a miracle anymore. It, no, does, it, it doesn't does have to be a magical season where seven guys play way above their heads. If the Kansas City Royals winning a World Series, you know, they, they, did, a miracle. they did some things right, absolutely, but it was a bit of a miracle to have a, an organization like that win a World Series. doesn't have to be that way for the Padres anymore. Well, it, it not only does it not have to be, um, I feel like the the World Series goal is is finally uh, not just lip service because every single team, you know, day one of spring training, hey, our goal, guys, is to win a championship. If you're a Pittsburgh Pirate, you know damn well that's not their goal. You know. You know it. And you may not want to admit it on day one, but you know well, this organization isn't behind us 100%. They're not, they're not giving us everything we need to do to win. They're not giving us the, the resources to go out and – and get the best players and have the best players and and uh, you know the the Orioles the Reds teams like that and you know I think the Orioles are doing some some things right certainly they got some good young talent and they played way above their heads last year and I'm I, they're a fun team to watch man they really are but you know I, I think in their heart of hearts they they probably know yeah we can say all we want that we want to win a World Series but it, the proof is not there it's just not there from from ownership and um, here. It's not lip service at all. It's not. It's 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 expected, and I think it's um it's pretty refreshing to be around. Right, it's Ben and Woods, uh, Woodsy and Paul, broadcasting live from Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, so you so guys An- got Andy, you got to play two Andy, games today. Yeah, we got two today. But Andy Ashby is right in front of us. He is in full <laughs> judges uh, garb right now. And for those of kangaroo you guys who don't know, Kangaroo Court is already in session? What? Kangaroo Court it's is, about in, is it's about to be in session. Hoffy is doing a speech in there. For those of you that don't know, Kangaroo Court, is it's a bit terrifying uh, because you get called out from, by, your by your teammates. Yeah, we'll let you know how much you owe. Yeah, let us know yeah, how much us, we owe. I have a feeling I did something that I'm going to get banged for, and I think Paul and I will both get banged for it. And if nobody brings it up, great. I'm certainly not going to bring it up. But, uh, yeah, Andy, just quickly, what are some of the things the guys get banged for for Kangaroo Court? Forgetting their gear. Forgetting their gear, showing up late. Showing up late. <laughs> just showing up to camp and, you know, that's the first one. So just yeah. being out of shape. Yeah, being out of shape. <laughs> yeah, being out of shape, you get you have to pay a little money for. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Polly and I are going to be banged for – everyone loves to bang us for something every you year. You know, if it takes you 10 seconds to go 90 – 90 feet and you're out there stealing bases and you get caught in a big inning like that's you yeah you're gonna banged get banged for kangaroo, for kangaroo court. court yeah yeah it's exactly right so, so that's about to happen right so now. so usually randy is the judge but randy is out so uh ash is is stepping he's got a up gavel yeah he got suckered into it he's got a gavel he's got the wig on the whole thing guys love to love to bang you for kangaroo court they love to let Everybody's me just say i am master. so glad that we don't do radio kangaroo court on the ben and wood show because you I guys would get me should. for everything like, every little you know, thing oh yeah ben didn't get here until five forty-five. You, you'd bang me for that every flub was... i made you'd, you'd like bang me for that i i'd end up losing money on this job if we had to do kangaroo court yeah. on the radio every morning 
Yeah, Ben wasn't paying attention when I was talking, right. and then repeated the same thing I just said. That's <laughs> that's kangaroo. That's kangaroo. Ben said stuff. he'd be there at five thirty. He was there at five thirty-one. Yeah, exactly. These are, these are the kind of things they get you for. So they're they're waiting right now. At some point, we're Paulie and I are going to have to go put our our uniforms on and 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 stuff like that. It's it's crazy. The time crunch here is nuts, and um, we really appreciate you, Ben filling in for that last hour that's fine you know uh since we were talking about coaching i saw one other note last night so the u.s women's national team played in new zealand and uh, it was broadcast on hbo max and then they did the post-game show and afterwards they had demarcus beasley on and he had a pretty salty comment about greg berhalter the men's national team coach he said he's lost the locker room they they can't bring him back for another world cup cycle and Julie Foudy, who was doing it as well, San Diego's Julie Foudy, said they need to make a change. I know they haven't made that decision yet, but, you know, we, I, as I said, I don't always blame the coach for everything that went wrong. And, and I, honestly, you know, Greg Berhalter, I think, coached an, them to an acceptable level at the World sure. Cup this past year. But at some point, you know, the coach can't be the dis- divisive issue in the room. You know, the players have to be the focus. And if the coach is the focus, and there's probably some players who like him, and there's probably some players who don't. That can be kind of an issue as well. And if that's really the dynamic that's going on, as much as maybe U.S. soccer would like to keep him and keep some consistency going into the next World Cup cycle, that doesn't sound like a very tenable situation when you've got key members of the U.S. soccer family going, he's lost the locker room, he can't go forward with credibility as the head coach of that team anymore. That's a real issue now for U.S. soccer. That's the kiss of death, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the kiss of death for a coach, a manager, uh, and very, very rarely, I'm, I'm racking my brain to try to think of an instance where, um, you know, the, the rumors are that the coach or the manager has lost the locker room and you get it back, you know, and, and I hate to pick on him, but, you know, Jace Tingler, at, at, at that point in the season, you know, I, what can you do? Are, are, are you calling guys at home saying, "Hey, man, like, let's get it back to let's get it back to zero here, fresh start"? I mean, it's it's you know, the, it, it's not a marriage. The, those guys are are able. You take that job, like you always say, to get fired at some point. You're gonna get you're gonna lose your gig. So when a guy loses the locker room, man, it's it's almost impossible. I would say. And, and when you say there's a difference between being disliked and losing the locker room, a manager can. Cannot really be liked by a bunch of his players, but if he's respected and they yeah. still listen to him, he hasn't lost the locker room. At the at the other end, a manager can be as likable as all the get best out. guy. Jace yeah. Tingler was that guy. I don't think anyone disliked Jace Tingler, nope. but he didn't have the locker room. At least by the end, he didn't have the faith of the team that he was the one that was probably going to be able to lead them to that next level where they wanted to go. It has nothing to do. With, with, with the personality, personality. With, yeah. of, of the person, it's it's a matter of respect, and it's really a matter of confidence. The the players have to be confident that the person who is making those decisions, that is making those calls, is going to get them to where they want to go. Because if they've lost that confidence in that person, doesn't matter how smart it is, smart he is, doesn't matter how good of a leader or likable if he is, if they don't think that he can win or she can win for them, it's kind of over at that point, and you have to move on. And that's, I think that's why it's such a high turnover profession, that you can have really smart people who know who know what they're doing. And almost every coach that gets to a professional level, yeah. like, there's no NFL offensive coordinator, you know, as fans we go, oh, that guy's such an idiot, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, he does. He didn't get to that point 
without knowing exactly what he's doing. But, you know, at some point, you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can know exactly what you're doing, but it doesn't work out for that particular group of players, that team at that time. And that's why it's such a high turnover profession in coaching. And most coaches don't last more than, you know, two or three years in one place. And then they got to move on somewhere else. And maybe they'll have success. Maybe they won't. But it doesn't mean they're an idiot. It just means it's really hard to do for especially a long period of time. Yeah, and, and you know, in Anthony Lynn's case, bringing it back to that, um, certainly hard to do as a new coach without all the resources available that, that other teams have. And, you know, could be could be a little bit of sour grapes, could be a, a lot of truth to it, but I think it's a, I think it's a nice combo of both, right? The, uh, the man, now my eyes have, have been open to what uh, a, a really professional uh, dedicated organization looks like and and yeah obviously I never had a chance then but you know I, I think a lot of it you know you have you have to put on yourself too as a head coach I mean you know ultimately he didn't get the job done so that's why he was out of a job yeah exactly so um, you know it's it's I, I do have some sympathy for those guys uh, they, they take a lot of heat from especially fans and media uh, it's a it's a fairly thankless job there are very few coaches who who know that they're going to be there for a very long time. So I think Bob Melvin is is certainly one of them. And even Bob Melvin, I mean, he went through his difficult, you know, years. He's he's now bounced around to, what, four teams that he's been a yep. manager of or three teams that he's been a manager of. Even a guy like that who clearly has the respect of everyone around baseball, including the guys in his own locker room, even they have time limits on, on how long they can be in a place and be successful. It's, it's absolutely right. It's a great, great point because, I mean, in hell, Bob Melvin is certainly not immune to criticism, and I think he would tell you the same thing. And, and there's plenty, plenty of moves Bob Melvin made, made made me, made you, made all of us scratch our heads. And, you know, obviously nobody's nobody's perfect. But, um, yeah, you know, all you can do is, is learn from it. And, and, again, the pressure now is ratcheted through the roof. Through the roof. I mean, the pressure on, on the guys and, and on Bob and on AJ and everybody else. It's it is literally literally World Series or bust here, and and we're one of the few organizations uh, that can say that. And it's pretty cool, you know. The, they always say pressure is a privilege, and uh, you know if that's the mentality of this team going into twenty three, watch out, you know. And I, I I still think Bob is the right guy um, to manage all of these massive massive personalities that are going to be here uh, this year, and it's going to be so fun and, and interesting to watch. Yeah. One, one last thing. Sometimes every decision you, you make can, can be wrong. Your choice, no matter what choice you make, it's going to be wrong. And sometimes no matter what choice you make, send a pinch hitter up there. He got a home run. It could have sent someone else. Yeah. That guy could have gotten a home run too. You don't know. You're a genius. You, you never know right. all the outcomes when you're a coach or a manager. All right. Why don't you guys get your, your jerseys on your uniforms right. on. Uh, we'll see what's going. We'll come back. Second half of Ben and Woods around the corner from fantasy camp. All ahead here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.